Hey there. Welcome to What Happens Next with Ben and Philip. I'm Ben. I'm Philip. Mate, I have a juicy topic to discuss with you tonight, and I want to know what happens next if we apply the insane schedule of Mark Wahlberg. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I've been seeing a couple of articles by friends about this supposedly intense workout regime he has instilled for a a film role coming up. Is that correct? That's it. In mid to late 2018, Marky Mark, minus the Funky Bunch, released on Instagram his, quote, typical daily schedule. Oh, he put it on Insta himself. Yeah, he basically put a photograph up, a screenshot of his tech schedule. I'm going to read out loud his schedule, and then we're going to discuss the insanity of this. Now, there's been a recent trend where many ex-Navy SEALs have been preaching the benefits of getting up early in the morning, the idea being that if you wake up before it's light or before the rest of the world wakes up, you can get a jump start in achieving your goals by doing what others can't do ahead of schedule. You can basically carve out an extra one to two hours with your side hustle business or your fitness regime or something like that before the rest of the world wakes up at, let's say, six, seven o'clock. So Mark Wahlberg gets up earlier than six, seven o'clock. And you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, he gets up maybe at 5.30, 5 o'clock. No, no, no. Mr. Mark Warburg wakes up every day at 2.30 a.m. So I'm going to bang through the schedule and then we'll break it down after that and ask ourselves what happens next if a couple of average, more than average Joes like you and I tried to apply this insane schedule. So here we go. Wake up at 2.30 a.m. 2.45, prayer time, 3.15 a.m., breakfast, 3.40 to 5.15, workout, 5.30, post-workout meal, 6 o'clock, shower, 7.30, golf. That's right, there's a golf at 7.30. 8 o'clock, snack, 9.30, cryo-chamber recovery, 10.30, snack, 11 a.m., family time slash meetings slash work calls, one o'clock lunch, two o'clock meetings, work calls, three o'clock pick up kids from school, 3.30 snack, four o'clock workout number two for the day, five o'clock shower, 5.30 dinner slash family time, 7.30 p.m. bedtime. Holy shit. That's not a bad day. I reckon if you swap the 2.30 wake up If you woke up at 5.15, which is when he's finishing his first hour and 45-minute workout, if you woke up at 5.15 and then started the day and then you went to bed at 9 or 9.30, you're still getting eight hours sleep and you're just not having that ridiculous... The only people I know who who start work at 2.30 in the morning are people who roll the news agents for the the newspaper delivery. That's a pretty obscure time to start work at 2.30 because most shifts would be 12 to 8. You start at midnight, you finish at 8 in the morning or something similar. I had a friend who, who had a milk run. He would work those kind of hours. So he'd be probably knocking off around 9.30 in the morning, finish delivering all the milk by the time all the cafes are open, that kind of thing. But Hey, and when you say milk run, is your friend like 50 and like delivering glass bottles of milk like – and also collecting bedpans from the back alleys? No. How recently are we talking? 2018. Now he comes in mainly in carton or container form. Really? I don't think it comes in glass so much anymore. 
<laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. My initial takeaway from this was why the 2.30 wake up? I just don't, on that schedule, I'm like, I don't see the need for it. You could quite happily wake up at five, go to bed at 9.30 and you don't lose any time. I think the biggest shock of this workout routine compared to The Rock or uh, someone like Vin Diesel, all of these various people like Tom Cruise, you read about who are insane A-type personalities, who are incredibly fit and very accomplished, is that it is so much earlier than what we consider early. Like Mm. we're not talking 5.30 or 5 or 4.30 or even 4. 2.30 a.m. is closer to the bedtime of more people than is the wake-up time. Like 2.30 is pretty much the middle of the night. If you work, for example, on a morning radio show or a television program where you're on air at 6 a.m., maybe 7 a.m. You get in at 4. Get in at 4. It's that crucial one half hours extra. That's like insane middle of your deepest sleep. If I wake up at 2.30 because the dog started barking at a possum or or a siren or something, and when I wake up, I will be in like the deepest sleep of the night. And you are- you were in the middle of a very intense dream and, you know, that's like prime time. We'll get to the realistic application of the bedtime at the end of this conversation. I never have a problem with waking up early per se. I have a problem with how realistic it is you get to bed in the first place to wake up that early because there's more hindrance in going to bed early, I think, than there is waking up. No one's stopping you from waking up at 2.30 a.m. except you. Mm. But many people in your life, your beloved potentially children, a job, are stopping you from going to bed as early as 7.30. That's the bit that freaks me out. Like, if you go to bed at 7.30, you're ruling out pretty much everyone in the world, your beloved children, friends, socialising. You're not- Possibly work meetings, you're like not, people yeah, who socialise after work. You're not dinner, you're not watching the game with your mates. No. And he's got like five kids or maybe even more. Yeah. As if they're all going to bed at 7.30. Totally, I mean, they're not. I think for one, this is a very, I reckon if he's actually ever followed this exact day once, I'd be surprised. But like, seriously, what happens at, does he seriously have golf from 7.30 till 8? Well, it lo- and has a snack for an hour and a half? Or does, is, is the 8 o'clock snack during his nine holes of golf? Let's break it through point by point. He wakes up at 2.30, then he spends 15 minutes, I guess, implicitly getting dressed. Cleaning his teeth. Okay, then he has prayer time, Drinking 2.45 to quarter past three. So, he has half an hour of prayer time. Okay. And then he has breakfast for 30 minutes, 25 Well, minutes. hang on. Before you move on, prayer time. Half an hour is a long time to pray. I've got, I, I'm actually an atheist, but I've got very strong following Catholics in my family, and they wouldn't pray for half an hour a day. They'd go to Mass on Sunday, maybe pray once in the week, but- He's probably got a lot of sins to confess. Like former sins back in the day, mm. before his current life. That's a long time to not fall asleep at 2.45. Then he's breakfast for almost 25 minutes before his workout, which is odd to me. I assume that's a protein shake because too much food in your stomach. You can't be doing a cardio workout exactly. with a full stomach. It'd be a protein shake at best. And he's got a personal chef. I guarantee it. So, is he spending- Who would either make it the night before for him or he'd be there at three o'clock to make it for him fresh. So, why does it take him 25 minutes to drink it? Totally. Now, it is the workout from 3.40 to 5.15 a.m. Looking at the shape that he's in at his age, he's 47. I don't think that's unreasonable that he spends an hour and a half at the gym. Fine. It's probably a combination of weights and cardio combined. Yep, and right. some stretching and some yep. a, lot of, a lot of ab work. He might meditate as well if, briefly if he's doing prayer time as well. So, his mind. personal trainer, I haven't seen his current house, but his old house 
was quite incredible. It had a basically a half size basketball court indoor, but it had like a huge sort of garage door that would open up and it had like this whole extended sort of outdoor training area. So you could like run sprints and use battle ropes and push sleds up and down. And it was like the kind of typical backyard you would imagine a guy like Marky Mark would have with all the boys hanging around like training and playing basketball. And Yeah. But the question is, does a personal trainer turn up at yeah. 240? Probably lives with him. Well, 340 a.m.? Probably lives with him. He's probably, he probably lives with him. He's got a massive house. He'd have a huge gym with it, like bespoke, whatever you want, and the trainer would turn up at 3 o'clock and be like, let's go to work, buddy. Because I suppose it's like anything, isn't it? If you pay enough money to the right person. In fact, you know what? There'd be people they, who are almost pay- training for free. I was going to say, they'd be paying him. that's on their resume and they can get clients yeah. by saying, yeah. I train Mark Wahlberg. Totally. I reckon they'd even do a deal where it's like, I'll pay you two grand a week and I'm your number one priority and whatever business deals you get as a result of training me, you know, I get 10% of or something. Yeah, possibly. I reckon. Okay. I think right. that's what you do. So he finishes his workout at 5.15. I guess he then starts his post-workout meal at 5.30. So he spent- 15 minutes having a shower. Or- yeah, that makes sense. Get no, in. no, that shower's coming up. No, he has it's a pre- half-hour shower, doesn't he? Yeah. He said a one-and-a-half-hour shower. Okay, okay. This is getting weird. Okay. So he's got a post-workout meal from 5.36 a.m. I don't know why he schedules in showers. Like, you just know when you're going to have a shower. But this is the big deal. It says shower from 6 to 7.30. Now, Mm. if you said, oh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and perhaps he is rounding up, rounding down. Well, to be clear, two lines earlier on this Instagram screenshot, he said his workout is from 3.40, not 3.45, Mm. not 3.30, not 4, but – He's gone down to the five-minute yeah, breakdown. That's right. 3.40, He said a shower then from 6 to 7.30. So, is I, he I, having a one-and-a-half-hour shower? What does that mean? I assume he showers till 6.15. Then he goes back to the house. The kids are getting up. They're mucking around. He has to drive to golf. But he put, he that, he put to, that in there, wouldn't he? Or he, he drives to the range. It's very arbitrary, I'm sure, this schedule. Golf or the drop of a hat. You got to drive. You got to check in. You got to get your shoes on. Well, he says have a few warm up swings, and you're off, right? Well, he says family time, which we'll get to, is eleven o'clock. But if the kids go to school, that's not really. Yeah, it's, it's time with. Uh, this is silly. Is it Rhea, Mrs. Warburg? I don't know. I always confuse the Bat Damon beloved and his beloved. Oh no, it's because they both married non celebrities. I think. I think she's Rhea. Okay, but meetings work. Cause that that probably just means driving around. Or well, hang on, hang on, hang on. champ, getting ahead. Be like Mark Wahlberg, just tick it off one by one. <laughs> How do you achieve your goals? One by one, one plank after the other. I reckon six o'clock to seven thirty golf, seven thirty eight. So I think we've worked out that hour and a half is variable. It's whatever's happening at the time. It's, it's a shower. It's perhaps having breakfast with the kids. Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay, but then to be honest, to play golf between seven thirty and eight is weird. I like, think the, I think the snack is like. I'll have like a protein shake while I'm playing golf. So snacks at eight o'clock to nine thirty. Isn't that more likely to be yeah, breakfast with the kids, take them to school? I think around. the snack is a reminder for him to eat something. Okay. So he's playing golf for two hours in the morning. I reckon he plays nine holes of golf. That's what I reckon. He's you reckon doing. he leaves the family home at seven thirty? No. Nah. For two hours. I reckon he leaves at like six thirty, drives to golf, has probably has breakfast at the club, plays a quick nine holes has a protein shake while he's playing and I reckon the cryo chamber recovery is at probably 9:30. it might even be at the club in the in the spa so he doesn't see the kids in the morning at all he would play at what's that course in LA Riviera he'd be at Riviera or there's a Beverly Hills club is that any good mate 
looking to me for those answers. What, what's that? Course. What's that course that Larry David always plays in Kirby Enthusiasm? Oh yeah, I know the course by yeah. visual recognition, yeah. but I can't. Yeah. Be so there's like three or four. I think that. it appears in Entourage as well, actually. Yes. So I guess my main question remains, though: Is he seeing his kids in the morning? No, nah, maybe between the shower and the seven thirty golf. Okay, so he does golf at seven thirty to nine thirty, but cryo it is chamber at nine thirty. It is interesting. He doesn't do the drop off. He specifically does not mention school drop off. No, that's right. But this is the part that gets confusing. He's doing yep. cryo chamber between nine thirty and ten thirty a.m. Ten thirty snack. When he says snack, that's just going to be forms of protein. Yeah, but it'll be, but it'll be the chef making it. Yeah, be a turkey sandwich or whatever. 11 o'clock, it says family time meetings, work calls. Well, this is the part that confuses me. 11 to 1 is family time slash meetings slash work calls. Just being practical about that, that's an oxymoron. To say it's family time and meetings and work calls, it's one or the other. Like I think family time it means, what I saw that to mean, organising stuff for the family. So it's him talking to Rhea saying, what are we doing for Thanksgiving again? She says, don't forget that Johnny's got that music recital this weekend. He goes, okay, yep, I'll tell my PA to make sure it's in my diary. By the way, at the same time, I'll, I'll speak to the manager about doing Transformers 4. Yeah, so basically the kids are at school. Yeah. He's at home with his wife. And he just catches up on all And that. for two hours, he either talks to her or talks to his manager. It's a, it's a family and work stock take. It's a window of time yep. where it's interchangeable between – Catching up with when the kids' rehearsal is and when Transformers 17 is. Yep. Okay. Then it goes, lunch is 1 o'clock to 2. Again, a lot of time to eat a meal, which he probably isn't cooking. Then it goes 2 o'clock to 3, meetings, work calls. Makes sense? Fine. From this, you can probably just say between, say, 10.30 and 3, he's pretty free and flexible depending on what he's got on. So- if he's Re- eating food, he's talking to his wife, he could, and he's doing work calls. He could have lunch with his agent, which could go for four hours. He could have lunch with a film producer, his manager, or Rhea. Yeah, so I think that's a. F- I think you can see that's a fairly flexible time, and he's not just free basing chicken breasts during this period, like David Pocock or someone. Like he's actually he's actually just having the odd snack or something. So it's not particularly regimented. I don't think it's not like I must have a thousand grams of protein on the hour, every hour, and then taper off or taper up or whatever, you know. It's not that crazy, I don't think. I think you're right. The craziest part about this whole thing is a 2.30 wake up. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So, then does school pick up at 3 o'clock till 3.30, snack at 3.30. That'll make sense. He gets home at 3.30. What do you has for a 3.30 shake? snack? Like a, remember those things, those fruit roll-ups? You might have after school. You have like a little yogurt. Frosty fruit. A super duper <laughs> icy pole. I'd say it's variations of a chicken breast in a blender with lots of dairy. So 3.30 snack, four o'clock workout number two mm. for an hour. That's a one hour workout. I'm assuming that's probably going to be cardio. I reckon he does weights in the morning uh, for an hour and a half. And, and then cardio. high intensity, maybe even a boxing workout or something yeah, for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Like, like- so that hour workout's probably all up forty minutes working out. Yeah, it's probably doing a boxing workout, which would be cardio slash joints slash movement and and with a ten minute warm up and a ten minute cool down stretch yeah. session. Then he has a shower at five. This time he's only having a half an hour shower. Isn't LA in a drought at the moment? Yeah, suffering from bushfires. I don't think he's doing the uh, ice bucket challenge. <laughs> he's doing. Dinner at 5.30 to 7.30. He'd have a big shower head in his shower too, wouldn't he? Oh, rainfall. Yeah. 5.30 to 7.30 is dinner and family time, time 7.30. Okay, this is the part where it all falls apart for me. 
I can buy a lot of this. What I can't buy is he's in bed by 7.30 asleep when unquestionably his wife and his kids aren't. Now, maybe their relationship deal is that basically he says, I'm off to bed and you're on, and he gets up early. The reason why that's a bit weird is because he's basically bailing on her early and then isn't around in the morning at all either. He's just working out and yeah. snacking. <laughs> so, he's, so he's still getting seven he's praying, hours of sleep. praying, working out and having long showers. <laughs> See, if I look at his schedule, so he goes to bed at 7.30 allegedly. Let's say what happens next if Philip and Ben try this routine. Yeah. Now- he let's work this through again. He I wouldn't to, get up at two thirty. Let's break it down. Is that he's playing? If you, if you take out golf, I'd be tired and irritable, and my wife would want me to go to bed at seven thirty because I'd be <laughs> I'd be so tired and irritable. But seven thirty is so early. If you say eight thirty, maybe nine o'clock. Definitely, you can accommodate that. I'm sure plenty of um, shock jocks, radio DJs, early morning TV announcers go to bed at like nine thirty, right? Yeah. Nine o'clock. 7.30 is pretty early. Many people don't get home from work until 7 o'clock, 7.30. So I find that hard to buy. So what happens next if you and I try this routine? If we strip it down, he's having his first snack or he's, having, he's doing his cryo chamber at 9.30, right? I could, do that whole, I could do that whole day quite happily, but I couldn't wake up before 5 on a regular basis. If you woke up, so I wake up most mornings at 5 myself, right? Five's about it. If I look at this workout here, he's finished his workout at 5.15. So if I skipped prayer time and breakfast – so my routine often would be five to six could be physical activity, six to seven, no, six to seven could be work, and then seven to nine could be shower slash breakfast dealing with kids. That's an hour of physical activity, an hour of productive work, and two hours of family time. It's pretty good. All before what time? Clock so nine. five to six, workout, six to seven, work, seven to nine. Shower slash breakfast slash family time. That is pretty good. And you do, because you do have a home gym in your house. Yeah. Which is quite handy. That's fine. That's an hour workout per day, plus an hour of work before everyone's even up at a seven o'clock, mm. plus two hours of shower, breakfast, talking over breakfast, making lunches. Let's say drop offs to school, home by nine. You'd be home by 9 9 15 comfortably. So he's squeezed in allegedly, allegedly. Between 7.30 and 9.30, nine holes. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And that wouldn't be every day. I reckon that's probably three days a week at best that day. Maybe we're leaving out the transporting. Like maybe when he puts in all his time. Totally. I understand why he's putting the snacks in because that's like, okay. Must, a reminder. That, you can assume that's a protein shake or chicken breast salad or something. But why put in showers? I mean, it's just very totally. strange. So looking at that workout, you just think- how would you do it differently? If it was like totally, what happens next if Philip applies a bastardized version of this routine? The first thing to go would be the prayer time. That's a waste of time. That's, that's half an hour. So that brings that brings you up to a three fifteen wake up. But then I wouldn't I wouldn't spend twenty five minutes eating breakfast at quarter past three in the morning. So that would bring that up to three forty. Can I add to that point? There is that most workout routines you read about they actually get the benefits of working out on empty stomach so that you're burning off fat for energy. So it's arguable that you mm. could lose that 25 minutes, jump in at- Yeah, but 
I think there becomes a point where you work out so much better when you actually have eaten something. Well, I guess when you're trying to get the sort of bulk and definition he has, like Hugh Jackman also with Wolverine, you're doing six meals a day. I suppose you crave every protein gram you can get. Yeah. I think I remember now the reason why I was a bit disappointed when I saw this article was because I wanted to actually see his workouts. I wanted to see three sets of bench press at 100 kilos, then straight into arm curls or straight into squats. And, you know, if he's supersetting, if he's working one muscle group, then the next. And is he doing pushing, then pulling exercises? And I wanted to see all that sort of stuff. But this is actually, it's a kind of a fairly unbelievable day in the life of for me. But look, what I do think it is testament to is the power of believing in yourself and even if he's a bit of a god botherer the fact that he is spending half an hour praying at 2 45 in the morning obviously he has a lot of self-discipline he has a lot of people helping him that's for sure but anyone could do this anyone could do this if they had the belief in themselves and the and the wherewithal to do it but Sure, he's doing it because he's getting paid $20 million for his next movie and he's got to be in good shape for it. It's fine. And he's got a lot of people enabling him to live this lifestyle and he's obviously got a very understanding wife. But it does say a lot about the power of goal setting, the power of writing things down and focusing on on things that you want to achieve. Anyway, good on him. I would also add to that, there are a million different aspirational rappers, street fighters, as Mark Wahlberg has been, who have had the aspiration to be a somebody and have ended up a, quote, nobody because they didn't have the drive. So if this man of 46 years old Mm. has this ridiculously low body fat ratio, incredible abs, I mean, he's not the best actor, he's not the best athlete, he's not the best business person, but what he is is a testament to determination. And it's a classic, classic, classic case of perspiration over inspiration. Like, if you look at Mark Wahlberg in every way, like he's created some great art, some great films. He's been a remarkable producer. I mean, don't forget Entourage, which he produced, he executive produced, that's like 14 years ago when he was probably in his early 30s. The guy's got a pretty smart business head on his shoulders. Driving all of it is that you don't get six-pack at 18 or 47, which he is now, without trying hard and being motivated. And Ballers? Ballers, a TV show. Hmm. I think he meant Balls. He's got Balls as well. And also ballers, which is which is sort of an NFL Miami based version of entourage. entourage. Yeah, but the guy basically is highly motivated. Essentially, they always say that you don't have to be the smartest person in the room; you often have to be the hardest working. And he clearly is testament to at least. Sure, he's been shit lucky a lot of the time, but he's actually been prepared to work at it and never. Shame that he hasn't pursued more sort of out of the way roles, but he's doing what he's doing. I'd call it the Tom Cruise idea where you recognize what works best mm. and you try and excel and push the edges within a very limited tapestry of that world. You go, okay, I'm recognizing this way. I could go all over the place. I could play a real life actual president in a wheelchair and I could play a HIV victim here and I could play a transgender character here and I could do a Shakespearean play there and do an animated voiceover here. The point I'm making is you're basically ticking all the various diverse boxes of performance. I'm not judging one over the other. But you decide, you know what? As like as time goes on, I'm to work with Peter Berg doing those types of films like He's done three based on true life stories. He did Lone Survivor, Soldier Film, Event Horizon, which is a 
environmental disaster. Yep. yep. He did Patriots Day based on the Boston oh, yeah, Boston bombings, bombings. Yep, and most that. recently he did a fictionalised version of what could be almost like a CIA-type film. It's like a aspirational Zero Dark Thirty-type film. It's Tom Clancy, 22 Mile, which tanked in every possible way, critics, box office. Oh, have you seen that? Yeah. Is it worth seeing? If you like Marky, Wal- Marky Wahlberg? Let me quote a review. Which I do. Is that... If it was a real-life story, you'd go, oh, wow, they did all this, that's amazing, that was true. As a film, it feels familiar and nothing new. It's like, let's get this person from A to B in a short duration of time whilst many people try and kill us. Not particularly original. And also, too, Mark Wahlberg, I actually think, is best when he's playing slightly comedic. I was about to say before, when you talk about Tom Cruise, I said, I was going to say, yeah, he can do comedy, which Cruise couldn't try in a pink fit. Tom Cruise has never succeeded, I think, in doing comedy. He benefits from occasionally the odd line like Jerry Maguire, but... But, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, not even. So, what's he done? What's what's Tom Cruise not done even, as a like- comedy? He's done absolutely OTT in disguise when he did that film. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. But that was like a glorified cameo where he had like uh, prosthetic sausage fingers, bald cap. And he was like- It was a caricature. Way over the top. Yeah. He was excellent at it. And But part of the attraction was, oh my God, I can't believe that's Tom Cruise in that fat suit. This asshole, Len Wiseman or whatever yeah, his name was. Yeah, yeah. I think the funniest Tom Cruise has been for me has been actually when he wasn't intended to be comedic on screen, but the effect was, deliberately, was in Magnolia. Right. Yeah. Where you play the misogynistic- well, he's, he's the sexist Tom, Yeah, exactly. And he's just so offensive and outrageous. It's comedic, but he's not actually playing a comedic role. Yeah. I actually watched a Tom Cruise film last night. Which one? Shocking. I think it's, this is the first one. Okay. Not happy? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Tom Cruise, I think, is an enigma. I think- See, Tom Cruise, let's do a What Happens Next Year, right? Tom Cruise, when he was on the set of a recent film he did, The Mission Impossible Fallout, he would joke on set to the director and co. He would basically imitate Russell Crowe in Gladiator and say, are you entertained? Essentially, he would basically perform all these stunts. Really? So, Tom Cruise- was he actually saying that? Yeah. Wow. So, Tom Cruise's shtick- has become, I will do the stunts myself, I'll risk my life. And when you watch this film, you watch this film knowing from all of the YouTube behind-the-scenes featurettes- And all the publicity, yeah. That I did this for real. And when you watch this, you will go, oh, my God, he has risked his life for us. That's basically his brand now. And I was reading today that 20 years ago, around 2000, James Cameron- who is famous for pushing the limits of technology with filming, has very seriously entertained the idea of shooting a film with Tom Cruise in space. So 20 years ago, Tom Cruise was thinking this way, like, let's shoot it for real, let's take chances. They were thinking of doing a film in the vein of something like Gravity. For real. Yeah, which of course is crazy because you don't have to film the inside of the International Space Station in space. You can film the inside of that space station in Hollywood And it's fine, unless you are literally going out in a... In fact, there's no excuse. If you've seen Gravity, which looks phenomenal and won multiple awards and accolades, that was shot in a studio. It looks amazing. And you didn't have to actually film in space to feel the danger and sense of space. So, Tom Cruise, his brand has become that. Like, 
let's do that. And I saw Fallout recently and what really annoyed the shit out of it for me is that there's a scene where he does a halo jump where that's a jump. A halo jump, as I understand, is a jump at high altitude. High, it's a high, HA, high altitude. And LO means low something. Low optics? No. You jump high and you fall fast. I think it's the point. So basically, it's something that spies do where you basically fly over a country illegally and then you jump very high up near the, not quite near the edge of altitude. Oh, when you say jump, you're not talking about jumping off a building, you're talking about jumping out of a plane. Yeah, you jump out of a plane and then you fall really super quickly to enter um, and land atmosphere. Very, very quickly. So Tom Cruise does training and does the classic story of Tom Cruise in every film he does is that it takes the average person X time to do and takes Tom Cruise 20% of the time to become proficient yeah. in this thing. So he does the halo jump. They film this thing and they film it only at Magic Hour to jump over Paris. But what they do in post-production is they replace the entire sky, which to me defeats the whole fucking point. So you film this for real. You filmed it only in 10-minute windows of Magic Hour. And then you basically edit it in a way where it chops the whole thing up and you replace all the background anyway, in which case you could have filmed could've this entire bought, thing by green screen. Could have been on a green screen, yeah. It's crazy. Anyway. All right, mate. So what happens next? If you're a stuntman in the future. I will get up at 2.30. I think there's a lot to be said for that. In fact, I've already just set the alarm, yep. if you're okay with that, because you're sleeping over tonight. It's 30 tomorrow. Done. It's uh, early rise. So four, wake four, up in four, four hours. Four hours. In case of breeze. And um, I'll get the weights ready for our workout. All right. I think for one day, but one day in the future, we should try the Mark Wahlberg mm. schedule just once. Yeah. Just once. I'm looking forward to the family time at 11 o'clock when there's <laughs> no one around. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the cryo chamber where I basically go in the bathroom and sit yeah. there and turn, on the, turn on the hot water. Yeah. Turn on the, the cold water. Turn on the infrared. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll put a bow on this bad boy. Uh, you can catch me as Ben Phelps on YouTube, Patreon, Instagram, and Twitter. Phil remains an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Mate, until next time, peace out. See you, mate.